before there was a Queen Esther, there was a Queen Vashti. Both women were elegant and beautiful, and both were chosen by the king. But there was one difference, a difference that would determine not only the fate of the women, but the fate of their nation. Join us as we continue to look into the book of Esther and learn what it means for us in such a time as this. Hello, everyone. Well, I have to start today with a confession. Erg. Confessing is never fun, but it is a necessary step to being right before God and man. Yesterday, I woke up an hour before my alarm went off. And now sometimes I can just roll over and go right back to sleep. But this was different. I was very alert. And I also sensed a deep concern for this nation. So I decided to get up, open my Bible, and see what God had to say. He was calling, and I wanted to come. (laughs) And that sounds good, doesn't it? Like I'm some great spiritual gal, and God calls on me in the middle of the night to be a watchman. And that would have been great if I hadn't decided to open my phone, read my messages, Facebook post, the news, check the weather, respond to an email, and oh my goodness, I only have 10 minutes left with God. So I finally set my phone down and attempted to quiet my heart. But I noticed that God was the one who was quiet, and God was the one who seemed very distant. Um, It was as though he was standing across the room with his arms crossed, frowning. And then I realized I had told God no. By putting God on hold, so to speak, after he called me to come pray and be with him, I actually joined Queen Vashti, who, as we talked about in yesterday's podcast, was the one who said no. Yesterday, I was the one who said no. And it was a terrible feeling. God had things to say. People that need prayer, he came to me. And I turned him away. Ouch. And this is precisely what Vashti did in Esther 1, verse 12. Let's go there. It says, But the queen Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth. Don't you love these King James words? And his anger burned in him. Why did Vashti say no? I think we like to Americanize this lady. We want to defend her choice to say no to a man who obviously wants to parade her in front of his drunken buddies like a piece of meat. And we understand her refusal. We probably even applaud it. But what if? And we're not told why she refused. So we can only speculate. All right. But what if she said no because she thought she was so highly favored by the king she could afford this risk. And Vashti had a lot to lose. She had her own house, chambermaids, estate, prestige. She could even lose her very life. But she didn't seem to be worried about the consequences. Thinking you could do no wrong before the king because he loves and accepts you, no matter how boorish you may behave, is a dangerous place to be. We're continually told God loves us. He has a wonderful plan for our lives. He forgives all our sins. And we might be tempted to think, meh, one little compromise, 
one little act of disobedience, God won't mind. I cannot sit on my phone all day. I can watch junk on TV. God is omnipresent. He's going to still be there waiting for me when I show up. But let's look now at Esther 1 verse 13. It says, Then the king said to the wise men, which knew the times, for so was the king's matter towards all that knew the law and judgment. So despite God's love and mercy, it is important that we know the times. Let me put it this way. I have a job as a school bus driver, and one of my stops is at 6.58 a.m. Now, that student at the stop might be my favorite. She might be a straight A student. She might be the most beautiful and loving person you can meet. But if she's not at that bus stop at 6.58, I have to move on. And she has missed the bus. All right, so now let's go back to Esther 1, and let's start in verse 15. What shall we do unto Queen Vashti according to law? Because she has not performed the commandment of the king Ahasuerus by the chamberlains. And Memucan answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen has not done wrong to the king only, but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in the provinces of the king Ahasuerus. For this deed, the queen shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes. When it shall be reported, the king Ahasuerus commanded Vashti the queen to be brought in before him, but she came not. Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto the king's princes, which have heard of the deed of the queen, that there shall arise too much contempt and wrath. So if it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, that it be not altered, that Vashti come no more before king Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. So basically they're, they're, they're saying, you know, Queen Vashti refused to come when the king called. What is going to happen in our whole kingdom? Women everywhere, they're going to they're gonna start disobeying their husbands. We can't have that happen. So um, Vashti missed the bus. I missed the bus yesterday morning. Listen, we're in an important time in history. This nation, and other nations are at a tipping point. They are ready to follow the judgment or be delivered. I, I think angels are perched on high, waiting breathlessly to see if God's people will wake up and respond to what is his clear call. And either way the nation goes, your ability to survive and thrive and get direction from God depends on your yes. It depends on you showing up even when it's inconvenient for you, because God has a time and a place. If you look in Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13, you will read there about some sleepy virgins who did not carry enough oil. When the bus came for them, they had to run back. No one has the oil you need. You have to get your own. You can't rely on other people. So these virgins run back and they get oil, and then they try to get into the wedding. They assume it's late, but we got our oil now. It's okay. 
but they couldn't get in. It was too late. Their time had passed. Now let's look at what happened to Vashti. We're going to look at uh, chapter 1, read 21 and 22. It says, When the king's decree, which he shall make, shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great. He has a great empire. They're like, dude, you have a great empire. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small. And the same pleased the king, and the princes and the king did according to the word of Mamukin. For he sent letters into all the king's provinces, into every province, according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. Vashti's time as queen came to a shocking end. Saying no does not mean our life is over and there's no hope, but it does mean we lost something valuable. It does mean we have to take extra steps to get back to where we already were with the Lord before we said no to him. And I don't want to miss out on what God has for me. And I don't want you to miss out. And I don't want all the kingdoms and provinces to miss out that will be affected by the gift that God is calling you forth to use for him. And I don't want us to miss out on attaining the destiny he's calling us into. So let's surrender our lives to him and repent of our no's. Then let's get up and get going. We have a bus to catch. So Lord, that's my prayer for all of us today, that we catch the bus that you have pulled up in front of the house for us. Even if we're just like grabbing that last bite of toast as we run out to grab it, God, I pray that we will do what it takes to get there. I pray that we will meet with you when you come for us in order that you might take us to those places, God, that you have for us both in our time with you as well as as we walk through this earth. Lord, you desire to use us. You are calling us forth. And Lord... I apologize for my nose. Change my heart. I'm so easily distracted. Cause that yes to rise in me. I give you my life. I surrender my nose. And I give you my yeses. Thank you, Lord. Alrighty, if you go to stormingthegates.net where I have the blog post, I also have there some study questions and a guide that you can go a little deeper and further with this on your own or with a group of other people. Meanwhile, say yes to God. Time is running out and he's calling you.